0: And yes, it's getting colder, but we're still here. And I look in the forecast, it's gonna snow. I say, why Jesus? And then I remember, it's, winter is coming. And I'm like, okay, this is normal. But why? <laughs> but hey, we are here, so we're so happy you're here with us. If you're for the first time here, we, we love you. We're so glad that you're here. Um, if you're watching online, welcome to our, our church um we're very blessed you're watching with us and if you're watching online if you're on your phone right now you that's okay we still love you and but make sure you share with your friends uh the message today because i really think um this can speak to your heart and your minds and what god can do we've been going through the last couple weeks on the book of colossians and Paul has been talking about, uh, about the church and encouraged them and say, hey, you're doing so good in your faith and your hope. And then he goes and explain a lot of things. And, and one thing he's really trying to make sure to the church in Colossians is that Jesus is living in you, and that is the only thing that really matters is that Jesus... My son wants to preach. That's, that's, that's why. Uh, the that Jesus is the only thing that matters. Jesus is the only thing that really matters. So, but he is living in you. So therefore, there's nothing that can condemn you. And, and in chapter 2 that we finished last week, Paul is building this case that Jesus died for all our sins. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. All our sins. There's nothing so big or so small that Jesus didn't die for you. He died for all your sins. So don't let anyone anyone condemn you for what you did or what you do or what, for your sin from the future, for your sin of your present or your sin of your past. Don't let anyone condemn you. And Paul is building this case. Why? Because Jesus loves you. So don't fall into uh, human traditions. Don't fall, don't add anything to the gospel. Don't add anything to the message of grace. Jesus have done everything for you. So that's kind of like a summary how we've been going through the book of Colossians. And then chapter 3, Paul starts to give some tips how we should live now our Christian life. Now that we have Jesus living in us, this is a way that we should respond. And, and I want to make clear here, because he's talking about not following human tradition, and this is nothing to do that you should come to church every Sunday from 10 to 11 and look good. Paul's not saying that. Paul is saying, when you receive Jesus, people are going to see in the way how you live, in the way how you, you talk, in the way how you think. People are going to see that Jesus is living in you. So let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, and let's see what Paul is saying. Paul say this, If then, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Let's pray. God, I just pray that you can speak to us Continue speaking to us. You speak to our hearts, to our mind. God, that we can change what the struggles, these fights, these arguments that we have in our minds. That we can change, we can put our eyes on you. God, we want to be transformed by your presence. We want to be transformed by your Holy Spirit this morning. We don't want to go home the same. We want to go home changed and challenged to become closer to you, Jesus. We honor you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Poor Paul, in this point, is starting to make a difference in the text. That if you have been raised with Christ, that means if you have accepted Jesus in your heart, you should be looking for the things from above. Now, we have to keep on context here. This is not like something totally separate from the text. Paul have said before and, and a few lines before that there's nothing that will condemn you, that Jesus has done everything. So now your life is different. The old men, and I'm not talking about age if you think you're old. I'm not talking about you. The old men about your life, the past, stayed down in the water. That's why baptism is so important. It's not a thing about salvation, but it represents something very powerful in our life. The old man stay under the water, and as the process coming out of the water, we rise in Jesus, the new creation, the new you, the new. You. It's not like you're a baby again, but the, a baby in your spirit, and the new you coming out. The power of the resurrection is living in you. That is. It should blow your mind right now that now you can be different because of Christ. But Paul is making this different. So now you're a believer. Now you should be ruled in your life, but not by the things of the world. So rather than the thing, the things that is provoking chaos in your life, Remember the Colossian church also is struggling with cultural pressure. There's a lot of stuff going on in, in their world at that time. The church is struggling because there's a lot of influence coming to the church. But Paul is reminded, you are different, and now that Jesus in you, fix your eyes and what it really matters. And what it really matters is Jesus, and the thing from the kingdom. Sometimes I was thinking, we look, I was telling someone a couple days ago, say, God, Jesus is bigger than our church. It's bigger than Linden Alliance. It's bigger than what we consider. This is our church. We love it so much. Jesus is bigger than this. His church is everywhere. It's Baptists, Pentecostals, the, 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 we have our friends and brothers from the MB, the, the 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 whole it's the church all together. All together. We're different. We have different expressions, how we worship God, but in the kingdom of God is the church, the people who have received him as a savior in their life. So if you have received Jesus in your life, we should think and fix our eyes in things on the kingdom, not in the early stuff, not in the problems, not in the legalism. Nothing is going to change, actually. The problem seems like they're repeating over and over and over. When you read history, you, especially Christian history, you will notice that the same problem that happened a 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, we're still struggling with the same. We still continue falling in the same problems, and we think we should learn it. We should, we should know better because it's still happening, but we don't. We still have our tendency is to go back. Our tendency is to repeat the same mistake over and over. So we have the tendency to look and the stuff that really distract us. So we start to see the world, and we start to see the problems, and what we see is brokenness. And when you think about what is going on, we see brokenness everywhere. say, like, What do you think about family? Oh, yeah, families are struggling. Brokenness. What do you think about the government? Oh, brokenness. And you think about the world, and you, we get used to, to this idea of how bad things are going on, so we get used to brokenness. Therefore, we think there's no hope. That we think there's nothing we're gonna change. If we think only problems, if we we see only problems, we get used to brokenness and not what actually God is doing in our lives. Not actually what God is doing in our world. Yes, there is brokenness, but Paul's saying fix. Your eyes in Jesus and the kingdom, you will see something different when we fix our eyes, when we pour our eyes on what really matters. When we put our eyes on Jesus, we see people different. When we put our eyes on Jesus, the situations look different. We see hope. We see restoration. We see a second chance. We see that we got this and we can move forward. And sometimes we come church on Sunday and we remind ourselves this. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. You, you love me. I know I messed up this week. I know I'm the worst. I'm I, but you love me, and we feel encouraged. That's why it's so good to be together. It's why it's so good to be in his presence. We remind ourselves the work of Jesus rather than say, I'm the words. Nothing is going to change. When you think about the world, and probably this is always in a conversation with your friends on, and at your home, at your table, when you think about the world, what has come to your mind? And when I think about the world, I think in chaos. I think uh, a fight over power. I see injustice. I think about racial problems. I think about um, uh, division. We talk about how divided we are right now in this season we're living in. We I think about the politics: who are stronger, who are the weaker? Governments. We think about COVID. And not just affecting here, Alberta, but worldwide. And our views about the world sometimes are very, how you th- what do you think is going to happen? No, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's bad. No, 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 no. That's just, I don't, don't even let me start it. But then we start it anyways. We start new ways, and we keep going, and we think. And, and it's true. There's a lot of injustice in the world. There's a lot of division. I'm not saying something, no, there's no division in the world. You got it wrong. We all agree here. You know, We're not saying that. There's a lot of problems. But Paul's saying that we should put our eyes in Him. Now, let, let's switch this. When you think about your own mind, what it come to your mind? And that's a kind of dangerous, dangerous ground right now. Because I thank God I don't say out loud what is in my mind. Do you imagine? <laughs> Do you imagine? That would be dangerous. I would be in trouble so much. And the enemy use our mind so we can move away from him. And we listen our mind sometimes like. You always, you always do this. And that's how the voice in your mind is talking. You always, you will never, you will never going to change. You will never going to do this. Sometimes in our minds, we hear this voice about our appearance. You're fat. No, you're skinny. No, you're tall. No, you're short. No, you're whatever. In that voice, it's put us down. We, we hear right now the mental health is a big issue. And our minds is go over there and actually speak to us it's so loud. They put us down. It's put us down to, so we, we, we freeze. And we call it depression. And some people, some of us, some of you, it really struggle with this. What people say, what people think of you. It's a big thing. Our minds sometimes tell us, I'm the worst. i was never going to change. I always keep doing this, the same stupid stuff over and over and over. And we're feeling down and down and down. There's power in our mind. I'm always going to fail. I'm never going to be able to move on. I'm never going to be able to change in my life. I deserve this pain. I deserve where I am because it was my fault. But we don't say that out loud. We don't go say, hey, how are you? Yeah, I deserve pain. <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> how are you? Oh, I'm fat. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't say that. You don't say in the morning you were trying. This, this was me a couple of weeks. I, I put my winter shirts away. It was bad Put them away. I bring them back. I try to put them out like that button was kind of like the love of Jesus in my love. It was holding, holding, like, what is wrong with this speed bump? You laugh. And I struggle. I'm like, come on. But sometimes it's like to me, it's, it's a big thing. And I try to move myself from there. And it's hard. Maybe for you, it's something completely different. But our minds play that trick. In us. They're not allowed us to move. And Paul's saying in verse 2 in, in, in Colossians, Set your minds, set your minds and things from above and not on things on earth. Set your mind. Our minds keep us prisoners, keep us prisoners for who we are, and rather to live in freedom. And Paul put a lot of emphasis that living in Jesus is a state in our minds of freedom. I can be in jail. Paul is writing this in jail. Paul is in a situation. He's waiting. Now we know he didn't die at that point, but he's in a trial waiting. I might die. I don't know if I have tomorrow. I'm in jail. I I'm waiting for punishment. But in my mind, I know who Jesus is, so I live in freedom. These four walls, I'm thinking it was a wall, maybe it was a cave. And this cave, whatever it was, you know, it's not going to stop me from believing what Jesus did in my mind, in my life. The encounters that I had with Jesus, it changed everything. So I am free. You can have me in jail. I I can be a prisoner. I cannot go to places. But in my mind, I can look to heaven and I can see I will be with Jesus when I die. I will be free. But we forget about that. We forget. We think our life always going to be in this world. And we are not from this world. We are with him in heaven. And Paul says, set your minds. Send your minds and things from above. We can change our haircuts. We can change our carts. We can change, we can change churches. We can change clothes. But if we don't change our minds, we're always gonna be back to the same spot, our default. There's powers in our thoughts. There's powers in our minds when we change our minds. There's power in that. Because we can say, yes, I, you know, in my mind, yeah, Jesus loved me. I know, I know this is all good, and I know I deserve blessings. But if you don't accept that in your minds, every time the enemy is going to, something is going to happen, and we go back, I'm the worst, I deserve nothing. But when we accept what Jesus did in our mind, there's nothing that's going to move us from there. Nothing. Nothing. We find ways to see the same issues over and over because we don't change our minds. Because it's comfortable. The Christian way. Sometimes we live in traditions, and people think, "When I don't want to go to church because I mean, I had to wear a tie." That's what my church used to believe; I still believe, I have to wear a tie. I'm not. I had never wear ties. I would never. Therefore, I would never go to church. Fair enough. We made church about traditions, but that's not what it is. Church, we as a believer, is about to live in the freedom that Jesus gave us. Freedom in our hearts, freedom in our minds. I'm from South America. I don't know if you figured out that one. I love soccer. Actually, I have to learn to say soccer, but it's football. Just going to say it there. I love football. Not your football, my football. And uh, I went on uh, Friday to watch the soccer game in Edmonton. Oh, I love it. I I feel like, take me now, Jesus. (laughs) You know, like, it it was perfect. That's why I screamed so much. I had to ask for forgiveness to to the ref. (laughs) I almost lost my voice screaming to the game. It was fun. But in my country, I love to watch my country play. But I want to tell you something if I, I might deny it later if you ask me again. Are they any good? We, Canada did good, actually, they won. They're doing really good. But I want to tell you something about my country. I watch, I love, my, I, I, I want to watch my games and all. Oh, I get passionate about the game. I watch on TV. I find always a way to watch my national team play. But our, our, my team is terrible. I said it. <laughs> Sorry. I feel, I feel like I need a moment with Jesus right now. <laughs> My team is terrible. We had a say. We play like amazing, like never, but we lose like always. And there's a few teams in our area that we play in other countries. Brazil, I know Joe's there, but Brazil's a strong team. We play, we're going to face it, and we're like, yes, we got this. We're going to play, and then we lose. And we lose. And Chile was the only country in South America have never won anything. We always get there, and then we lose. And that said, a mindset in, in the whole country. We go to a tournament, uh, we're gonna lose. We're gonna go to a play, uh, okay, j- just enjoy the barbecue because still, hey, we're gonna lose. And it, and it was so much in our hearts. <laughs> you know what happened many years ago? We changed our coach and everyone at that point, some people love it, some people hate it, because the coach was a guy from Argentina. You know how that prideful that's for our Chilean? You know, like Chileans in Argentina don't get along, it's a pride thing. Our coach is from Argentina. And I remember I was one of them, and they say, ah, oh, this is terrible. We have an Argentinian coach. No! But the guy, what, one of the first things he started to do is he had to change the mindset of the player. Had to tell him, you got this. You have the skills. You had to believe that you can win. And had to work in that. And then he left. Everyone missed him. And then a couple years later, two years later, Chile won the first championship. Oh, we felt we are the king of the world. And we, like, we beat Argentina in the final. It was such a glorious moment. And then we won another championship, and they won. And they won again in the field. Something changed in the team. The skill were the same. But the mind was in a different spot. They started to believe, we, we can do this. We can face the biggest team, and we're gonna win. They didn't go with the mindset, oh, it's okay if we tie. It's okay if we lose. No, I want to win. And sometimes what we do is like our phones. I was playing with my phone. Something was not connecting in my, in my car, the Bluetooth, and it's annoying. And I checking in the Bluetooth, and, and, and I'm like, I have to reset Well, I did reset. You know what happened? My phone went to default. All the settings that I had it, all everything that I had said that I like, I don't have it anymore. My phone went to factory default. And so that we come here to church, we hear a message, we hear the worship, and we're like, yes, we step outside of the church. A, A car is not starting, and we go to default. We go to a default, and a default is, oh, life sucks. This always happened to me. I'm the worst. I have a terrible life. And we go there, and we feel down. But when we set our minds and think that really matters, when I set our mind and the kingdom, and we make the kingdom our default, everything change. There's nothing that will accuse you. There's nothing that will tell you you cannot do this because our minds are set and, and things of the heaven. Romans 12, 2 says this. Paul said to the church in Romans, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by renewing your minds, and you will be able to, to test and approve what is God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Renew the spirit of your mind. It's not something that you do it once. It's something that we do constantly. You know how many times we're going through this uh, pandemic and all this stuff. And I remember in the very early stage of the pandemic, we you know there's a lot of stuff that we didn't know. And I'm watching the news. And I, I, watch, I don't know how much news I watch. And I'm like absorbing all this stuff. Oh no, we're going to die. <laughs> this is the worst. I'm feeding my mind with things, with brokenness. I'm feeding my mind with stuff that doesn't matter. And then it was hard for me, but I turned the, the news off and I started to focus what what really matters. What is what it really matters? It's the message of Jesus. Paul said this to the church. I want you to remember one thing is the message of Jesus, what Jesus did at the cross, what really matters. So renew your mind. Every morning when I hear my phone and notification, Facebook, remind me stuff and whatever, and I go over there, I have to set my mind again and things that really matter. If you struggle with addiction, you know you always can go back. So have to set your mind, that you got this, you can move forward. And you start to be careful of the, the things that can trigger your mind so you don't go back to that behavior. And that's what we do in Christianity. When we set our minds and think of the kingdom, it's like, okay, I'm good. But we have to feed that purpose. We have to think what Jesus did in the cross. For me, that was something of Survival. If I want to really do this, or you know, I have to think in things of the kingdom. If not, I will live in stress. I, I get so concerned. If you, some of you know me very well, I struggle with what people say. I struggle with what people think of me. I remember one time I went to I was a pastor in Chile, and I I forgot my tie. And I did, I, and man, I forgot my tie. You know how bad that it is? I'm the pastor, my goodness sake. So I, I, I'm going over there. Instead, I'm in the, in the pulpit area. Not everyone is allowed in the pulpit. It's, anyways, I'm going over there, and I can see the look of a few people. <sighs> mm-hmm. Again. And I'm going, oh, my tie. And the whole service, I'm thinking, my tie, my tie. And I have to retrain myself that that doesn't even matter. It's Christ through you. And it becomes a matter of survival. I don't want to allow my, my thoughts to take control, my old thoughts to take control over me. I want the thought, I want the kingdom to live through me. So what is really controlling your life? What is really controlling your heart right now? What is the message actually we want to communicate to our community? Oh, yeah, things are really bad. No, you you know what I heard. The message we should be communicating right now is that Jesus died for all our sins, present, past, and future, all of them and we should set our minds and think that we and, think of, and of the kingdom rather than think that we cannot control i want to finish with this paul and philippians say for i want you in philippians 1:10 say for i want you to understand what it really matters <laughs> i want you to understand what it really really matters so that you might live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteousness, character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. I Paul's in jail again. <laughs> oh, man, this Paul. You know, yeah, I'm in jail, but there's something that really matters. What? It matters. We live that life full and the spirit full in His presence. We have to have our minds in Jesus. Peter, First 1 Peter 1, 13 says, "So prepare your minds. So prepare your mind for action, and exercise." I know some of us hate this word, exercise, but exercise, self control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ reveals to the world. Again, don't, don't put your eyes and your minds in this world. What is your default right now? What is your mind right now? Oh, I need to go home and make lunch. I'm hungry. Oh, I need to fix this. I need to do that. What is your mind right now? Oh, I I don't deserve so much grace. I'm the worst. I I shouldn't even be here. What is your mind? Our mind should be thinking as believers in things of the kingdom. What really matters is that he loves us. What really matters is that he died for you and for me. What it really matters is that he's willing to give you a chance over another chance, and chance is always there for you. What it really matters is that Jesus is in you and your life. So when you look at the world, don't worry about don't worry about the world. That's not our job to worry about the world. That is his job. Our job is to put eyes in him. Our job, our job is to put our minds in him. Our job is to set our minds in Jesus. Just remember what he did, what Paul said. That is what it really matters. So Paul said, I changed my mind. I don't want to follow more this tradition. I change my mind. I want to follow the kingdom of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you doing in our life, God, I just I just want to pray this morning for for some of us who are struggling, and what people say or think of us. The, those inside thoughts, I was never going to change. I, I I don't deserve so much love. I I don't deserve a check a second chance. I don't deserve anything. God, I know some of us really struggle with depression, really struggle with anxiety, and really don't know what to do. But God, we want to set our minds, and what it really matters is that you, Jesus, God, I pray that your thoughts, your word, can come to our minds and remind us that what you did in the cross for us. God, I I pray you can take away uh, suicidal thoughts. You can take away those thoughts that tell you you're not worth it, you don't deserve anything. But God, I pray for a renewal of your presence in our minds, in our hearts. Thank you for what you're going to do. We honor you, Jesus. We praise you for what you're doing in us. God, we don't want to get distracted. By early stuff we don't want to distract get distracted by what the government saying and what the world say, yes this world needs you but we want to get all our attention your message what you did for us. we honor you Jesus in Jesus name we pray. amen amen. this is a we can talk about our, our minds and mental health, so much, so much, so much. But I will tell you this, if you're really struggling and you don't know what to do, how to get out, ask for help. We want to help you. We want to walk with you. Don't, If you're really struggling with your thoughts, don't allow your thoughts to take control over your life. I get texts and messages, phone calls, every week of somebody's struggling. And I know this is is powerful. You say, ah, whatever, I got this. I know for some of you, this is a real, real, real issue. But you're not alone. I want you to know that. There's no shame to say, I'm depressed, I'm struggling in my life. There's no shame to say, I don't know what to do. We want to pray for you. We want to walk with you. If you listen online, let us know. We, we want to walk with you. There's no judgment. We're not going to tell, ah, uh, we knew it. <laughs> We're not going to say that. Never. Never. We want to be that friends that walk with you and pray with you and remind us, remind you, remind me that we can do anything because it's cry through us. They give us a strength. Every single day every single moment in our lives as we go home remember remember this please remember this Christ lives in you. remember this Christ lives in you so when you are in the storm when you're struggling Christ lives. And you, when your mind is you go to places, remember, Christ lives in me. I got this. Christ lives in me. I got this. Christ lives in me. I can do this. Christ lives in me. I'm going to make this step. Christ lives in me. Remember that. And we want to be that church that is remind you that Christ lives in you. So we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be in, in strained to that. I don't want to preach again. I, I, I want to remember. I want you to remember the Christ, yes. the power of the resurrection, the, the God who created the world lives in you. That's, how, that's amazing. So have a blessed week. We want to do a change in our prayer um, this week. We used to meet for prayer meetings on Tuesday at seven in the morning, but now we're gonna meet on Wednesday at seven in the morning. So if you, if you wanna stop before you go to your job and pray with us, stop by five minutes. Maybe come for that. We pray from seven to eight. Come and pray together. The guy continue leading us as a church. So Wednesday seven to eight prayer meeting, and then at four thirty on the same Wednesday, from thirty to five. You can stop by, and we will pray for you. We'll pray for the church. We have a lot, always a lot of prayer requests. We want to pray for people who are having difficult time, but remember, God is with you. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Take care, church. Bye-bye.